Rolling Stone Podcast. Do you, you know how I'm feeling? Yes. I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty pretty glonky right now. People are still finding that. Oh. <clears throat> I think I have. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm good. How, how are you? I think I've mastered the internet because there are like videos that people all the time that are like, oh my God, dude, like this is so like, you got to check this out. Like this dude was high as a kite on the news and he's like, or some man on the street thing. And I'm real bird glocky right now. Like, this is crazy. And I go, I saw that three years ago. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) I, I had a conversation. I brought up the Barney sucks video. And uh, one of my coworkers immediately, it was just like, oh, that like, that's like, uh, have you ever seen, oh my God, like I just saw it the other day. Uh, someone on the news was like, hide your kids, hide your wife, they're raping. It. And I'm like, that is old school internet. Like, uh, yeah. where have you been? So I, Part it's of it? either, either I am still like with it on the internet or I have mastered it. Uh, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, how are you? <laughs> and and it's very accusatory well, the, that for he, he immediately changes his answer. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm good, dude. What are you coming I at w- me for? I wonder what like. Do you think that his friend group like says they're feeling pretty glonky, and then he just acts that he was too high and he forgot where he was, and then he was like, "Wait a second, I sound like a crazy person." Oh, I'm fine. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I think it that glonky isn't even like two words put together. I think he is speaking a different language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he accidentally slipped up and spoke alien. Yeah, and spoke, yeah, exactly. Or, or he Swahili. For- there are no, images. yeah, he forgot that he forgot <laughs> that he was in downtown LA and not, um, you know, I think talking, in- talking, so- and talking to the aliens on Mustafar. If you remember, do you know Benedict Pizzoli? Polizzi, Polizzi, I don't know how to say his name, but I'm pretty if you sure you don't know so- how to say his name. I don't know either. Uh, I'm fine. Um, I, he came on with uh he came to Barstool with uh Joey Molinaro. So I think they're like Midwest dudes. What's his name? Benedict. Yeah. Benedict. P-O-L-I-Z-Z-I. Polizzi. Benedict Pol. <laughs> it it continues to come up as Benedict Cumberbatch. Um yes. and then the Pope. Let's see. Oh yeah, this guy. This guy sucks. I I just looking at him, he looks like he sucks. I agree, but I think he's funnier than you like than my first impression would be, you know? It's simply not cold enough for Ziggy to have a jacket on. It's like 50. He's just it's a lot of uh him making faces on Google images and that he played football for he played football for Marion. Marion. I here's college. a fun story. Do you see? <laughs> Hold on, no, I don't have my thing on. Oh, oh I missed well. it. Bye. Um, <laughs> we were doing a, a little um um 
Thanksgiving Day dog show. What's that fucking dog show called? The Thanksgiving Day Westminster dog show. Dog show. <laughs> I feel for a Glock right now. <laughs> so Thanksgiving night, Westminster. I, I, I closed Target and then I came. I stopped at the gas station and I got a uh, energy drink for this morning. And then I walked up. I was on my way to the counter. Only person in the gas station. It's uh, uh, my apartment, McDonald's gas station. So yeah. I was on home turf. You know what I mean? Home yeah, advantage. the locale. And the lady, it's uh, probably like 30s, 40s, uh, larger black lady. And she was like, hey, do you watch football? I was like, are you talking uh, cur- currently? <laughs> I'm at the gas station right now. I was like, I, I guess uh, by the loose definitions of the question you're asking me, I do. I follow it generally. Mm-hmm. So she goes, uh, do you know Mike Williams on the Saints? I was she's just like, do you know a guy? His name's like me off me off. And you're like me off. And then she's like, Jack me off. Fucker. Get out of my gas station store. <laughs> she just totally burns no, you. Actually, um, the the direct Mike actual Williams, next yeah. question or not, next statement out of her mouth after do you watch football was she just pointed at the guy that was walking out and she goes said he was a football player. I was like, okay. <laughs> You're like, well, there's some games going on right now. Should he be there? <laughs> and then, so uh, we like Googled him. Don't think he was a football player. There is no Mike Williams on the Saints, at least that my quick Google could find. I yeah. Googled Mike Williams Saints. Only one that came up with is Chargers wide receiver, Mike Williams. Um, and it wasn't that Anyways. Good. So she said no. to you that he plays for the Saints? He said that he played for the Saints. Gotcha. And she was Liar. like, cool. <laughs> Liar. And I was like, yeah, you got to go. Uh, once he gets his signing bonus, you got to hit him up. And she was like, yeah, I'll be like, hey, remember me? You bought the condoms for that girl. And I was like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Boom roasted. You're like, hey, you know what? Lock up shop. I want to talk to you the rest of the night. <laughs> the way your so brain I have a podcast. Working, do you want to be on it? Because yeah. what are you doing in the next uh, half hour? <laughs> You want to come to my house? Shoot something? Oh, yeah. So boy, oh boy. that was pretty, pretty cool. Pretty cool. And well, then we uh, kicked out. We had to kick out a um, a small Middle Eastern man out of an unidentified big box store today. You know? Oh, at Target. I don't. I don't know what I'm allowed to talk about. Who gives a oh, shit? Boy. Twenty people listen to this. If yeah. we blow up, I have a different job now. So um, yes. it's kind of six of one way, half a dozen the other. Not an applicable phrase, but <laughs> you you say that phrase count all the time. I still I don't know the words. I don't know what you're actually saying, and I don't know what it means. It, this is this is the glockiness coming back. This is somehow your uh, pretty glocky right now. Like you just this- say this phrase and you say it well enough and with <laughs> such gusto. That everyone else in your life is just like, wow, he must he must read. You know, that was a pretty <laughs> quick-witted anecdote. I, I said a word to one of my employees yesterday, and she was like, What does that mean? <laughs> what was the word? What was the word? Um 
I forget. It was something that was like marginally big, but it um it's it was a synonym of like uh attention. Focus. <laughs> no. I don't know. I don't remember what yeah, I said. Yeah, yeah. But it was a it was a big word. It was a yeah, it was she a 10 turned cent around word. and she she was like basically like, can you rephrase the question? And I was like, yeah. okay. Oh, that's right. Um, we are in Tennessee. So uh yeah. yeehaw. Uh, so the my I entire also, my entire job is doing that. Like I say something with my college brain. Um, like sometimes it's as simple as like significance. I was like, yeah. you know, the, it's, you know, the, it's really, it changed the significance of the thing. And I got kids that are like, what is significant? What is that word? What is that word? And I'm like, important as it holds meaning. And so now my brain reprocesses. I feel like I've gotten dumber is what I'm trying to say by teaching middle school. Because my brain is you, constantly filtering out the words I would be using. You should be a full-time explain it like I'm five translator where you just oh, yeah, explain yeah. things like you should have like a whole that should be the new podcast is we just explain things in like stupid people terms. I am really, really good at coming up with uh with a very big concept for 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 12 and 13 year olds and then making it into like some sort of twisting it into some sort of metaphor uh, or uh, what is the other one? Uh, simile for them. We are talking about I do it every year. We watch the Harlem Globetrotter Vice documentary where they go to North Korea. And what did I say? You guys watch the interview every year? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. And they actually same, think, same. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, wow, like I can't believe it. I'm like, yeah, James Franco really went to North Korea and blew up Kim Jong un. Um, and so I was explaining something along the lines of like, the U.S.-Russian relationship during the Cold War. And I was like, you know, it's like... And current, uh, and current yeah. Uh, I was like, you know, it's kind of like uh, you you and your sibling are, like, you know, fighting over, like, who's going to, you know, who gets to go to the bathroom. And, you know, your sibling is like, I'm not leaving. And you're like, I'm not leaving. And then you're both just stuck in the bathroom staring at each other or whatever I said. And they're like, I do that, like, three times a day. Is makeup. Yeah, you were like, hey, are you guys anecdotes. familiar with a Mexican standoff? And they were all like, yes. Yeah. They were like, is that the same as a Puerto Rican standoff? <laughs> I was like, I, uh, I don't quite know. I'm not familiar. So cannot yeah. confirm more than I. Not from around here. Um, <laughs> cripes. I spent all of Friday using Icarus as an analogy. I was like, do you know the story of the Icarus? And then I had to explain <laughs> Icarus to every person. We've, <laughs> we've brought this up a couple times, and I think I, I really want to do it. I just want to, for like a month maybe, have like a little saying, and it I will put it to anything and everything, whether it relates to that or not. So you being like, you know, like, have you heard of Icarus? Have you heard of the story of Icarus? And in the situation is like, you know, I'm running out of gas. And I'm like, have you heard the story of Icarus? And then I just continue to go throughout. And the people I'm with are like, how does Icarus relate to this situation right now? I want a, a month of, have you heard the story of Icarus? Me just saying that out loud to anyone. 
Because then I'd walk by them. I'd be like, we're flying close to the sun, people. We're flying close to the sun. And they'd be like, you are far too much for us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it can be any sort of innocuous little uh, situation. And I constantly like that's in my back pocket. Have you heard of the story? Have you heard of the story of Icarus? And just pull that one out and make people sit and think about it. And then I I go on about my dad. Almost got run over by some fucking inbred on like a motor scooter today. Oh, yeah. She got into a car accident on the motorized scooters that they offer at, you know, big box stores. (laughs) Back up. So this woman was using the uh, the what do you call it? Like the jazzy scooter with the little kick bag the carrier on the front so she can wheel her fat ass around the red not even store. fat not oh. even fat i don't know not fat just uh, was like wearing her, her useless uh, body wearing pajama pants duncan if i think it's a prerequisite you need to have on cookie monster or some sort of cartoon character pajama pants on to start up that little scooter yeah, it like does a detection. They, it's just like, are you wearing pajama pants? Are you wearing some I, sort of informal legwear? When I tell you they were cleaning out the Valentine's candy, but didn't look like they were doing it to celebrate Valentine's, you know what I mean? They were just connoisseurs of the various uh, I gotta, specialty candies that I, 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 you know me, I can only have the heart shaped chocolates. He, if it's the, a pumpkin, the, I'm not eating it. The, the gentleman who um, was he on foot his, or was he also in a separate scooter? He, he was on foot, but <laughs> his teeth were more black than, um, <laughs> you know, ivory, if you will. <laughs> I... what was his mouth he was like, of a piano. He, he was. Yeah. He, he, let's say he had a lot of black keys. Yeah. He's um, black keys in terms of like he's missing. Or they were like just a grotesque no, color. They were, they were, they were, I, he, he, they were present the in the mouth, but just looking in his mouth. And I was like, I'm turning back to the candy aisle. <laughs> but he was like, it was, was it like, was hey. opposite day for his teeth. He was like, you know, yesterday it was all white. It's opposite day today. I also, I swear to God, I heard him barking. <laughs> yeah, you're Randy, right? <laughs> <laughs> That was what it reminded me of. The yeah. situation reminded me of that. And he was looking for, he was like, hey, uh, I'm looking for uh, the, you know, the Hershey's, the heart-shaped ones. I think they come with like a raspberry filling. And I was like, do you mean these ones? And they were the yeah. Hershey's with the strawberry cream filling. And he was like, oh, yeah. And then he grabbed like the entire box. Yeah. And I was like, this that's is pr- that's That is probably their... Um whole year's intake of of fruit is that raspberry filling yeah yeah yeah. um you know they're hitting both of them they're hitting their 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 dairy they're hitting their raspberry they're their fruit they're they're good they've just all their vitamins yeah they just got two of the food groups knocked out good to go baby good to go i have been um number one a piece of shit all weekend um but I've been enjoying myself. I haven't moved from the couch. 
Was there and any specific just, reason that you would be? Well, the the snowstorm that hit us was like ah, that was what I was getting. It's just a, a, there was a travel ban like in the city in in Haverhill. Like we couldn't leave. Um, you know who definitely but, uh, didn't adhere to that? Reno, Jack Denley. Uh, I well, I saw Reno at the gym, and I was like, Reno, <laughs> I'm wagging my finger at you, Reno. If there was a travel ban in Georgetown, Reno, you broke the law. Um, <laughs> you, imagine if you reported <laughs> just from my own up. Hi, yes, I'd like to report a crime. Um, is the, if there is a travel ban in Georgetown, I uh, you need to get down to the Mac Fitness in Rowie right now. Officer <laughs> Rodden. <laughs> May I speak to Officer Rodden? <laughs> Hello, Officer Rodden. This is Jackson. What do you want? Uh, I believe one Reno Sarge as I, I'm on my way. <laughs> I don't even have to finish it. He's got him. <laughs> like, we put we put one like of the apple bust. tags on him a while ago. <laughs> it's a whole drug bust in the in the Mac Fitness. There's, Reno's in the middle of a, a squat and he's just thrown against the mirrored wall. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, you have too much protein on your person. Listen, fucker. We know you drove your car when there's a travel ban, you piece of shit. I also imagine Reno riding his Harley in that. Like, yeah, that is. Oh, yeah. Because he has because he has no brain when it comes to stuff like that. Uh, Christ. Um, So but I have been um, I downloaded Fallout in Vegas. No. Yes, I have. Um, but aside from that, I downloaded Fallout New Vegas. God, I love that game so much. Um, it's just a good classic game. And I've been, uh, you know, that guy, the documentary, the two, the two and a half hour documentary of that guy, Sam Hyde, that I sent you. Yeah, you watch that. No, no, no. Well, I've already watched it. Oh. I've now been getting more and more of his like, sh- like shit is popping up. So all of most he. He has nothing that he makes on YouTube because it just gets demonetized because of just like he is who he is. And like we've already gone down that rabbit hole. So but other people put up splice his podcast up into, you know, 12 minute videos. And I've just been going through the rotation at the beginning. They always have a disclaimer being this is satire, like whatever is said truly like is for comedy sake. Like it isn't really like men however they have a lot of conviction when they are it it is truly not a lot of like it's very it's not political at all it is very like modern philosophy talk and the guy sam hyde he usually has like his one friend that he has on nick nick lives in an incredibly interesting life he is not only a luxury car salesman, but he is also like a like sells antiques and like real estate in the like your South Shore and Connecticut. And the stories that they it's basically it's what we do, but on like a much more heated and very like smarter way. They just complain about what they call the NPCs of life are just brain numbing, stupid people that aren't really a part of like the main storyline that happens of life. It's, it is, 
it is uh entertaining to watch and i always have to like stop after i watch like a couple of the videos to be like okay like let's bring myself back to reality because i don't want to turn into these people they yes. are constantly like belittling women but again it's the satirical part like it is it's so exaggerated but i do there is obviously a semblance of like reality like that they truly do think that women are that's what they believe um i was just watching one where they were shitting on chinese young chinese graphic designers or like industry des- designers who have they in, in their words ruining car companies because car companies no matter like what part of the world you are they will hire this cheap chinese labor and when they're like okay you design us a new model for a car and they go into like some sort of like computer program to model a car and literally they're just shit pumping out the exact same car and they're like saying like that has no you know merit to it (laughs) because you like these you know, Chinese, like 20 year olds who are really good on the computer, haven't gone through like the actual like technique of car designing, where it, it's like the, you see like the charcoal, like uh, drawings of like aerodynamic and then they make a clay model. And then it's like all this like painstaking work. But now that was back in like this, like the eighties and nineties. And now they're making cars on a computer. It's this whole thing. And he, Sam High is just like shitting on basically China for producing these dummies these 20 year old like geniuses and it's just this whole rabbit hole of like odd oddities um there was one i don't disagree because also i mean if you think about say some good shit they're uh, saying uh, things that i'm like oh yeah yeah it's it's i mean first of all it's anti um anti-foreigners which i mean we are big support of that on this podcast but also, when you think about the best example of that is twofold. It is the Kia Soul from mm-hmm. Korea. No, they were applauding Korean car design is like good. <clears throat> Japanese car design is good. The, well, the other are, one is the Scion yeah. that is just a box. Yeah. <clears throat> they have two some cars are are the... <laughs> the bottom of the barrel of aerodynamic cars oh yeah yeah yeah. and i don't and those two cars were made for uh, energy efficiency but have you you, obviously you have driven a kia soul if it's a windy day that shit brick is whipping oh there is no that thing catches like a like a cutlass out on the open ocean uh, yeah, you you're cruising down 95 all of a sudden you go from the fourth lane to the first lane and you didn't make that decision yeah exactly um yeah that it's uh they i i would like to send you some and just have someone else uh affirm that like it is entertaining to listen to it's a little bit of me is just like it's like how the other half lives because i'm like they're saying things like jesus christ like that's like stupid to for them to have thrown out into the ethos of the internet but then there are other things where i'm like uh, they're not wrong. Like that when there's like they call the MPs, they just have like these colloquial jargon terms for the stupid people of the world that we talk about constantly. NPCs is a good one. And a, a layer below the NPC of the world is the bug men of the world <laughs> where like people are like, like, like truly stupid. And they're like, they are uh, uh, 
vol uh voluntarily stupid not involuntary like they can't like they can help not and they call them bug men um and they were going off on like bug men and npcs on how like there's just when someone talks there's just nothing coming out it's just not it's just garbled vomit of like you know i hey i i you know i i was at the pizza joint the other day and you know someone's cut me in line and I told that guy right off and I'll, you know, you get back in line and everything and you're in the regular normal main character of the storyline is listening to NBC's bullshit and goes like, no, you did not say that you're lying to me. And who gives a shit? Like, why are you telling to this? Like there's, this isn't helping any, like this isn't vital information to me. And it's like people that we see constantly, they've just now given names that I want to start using like NPCs and bug men. Every person that I encounter at work is an NPC. Yes. You, I mean, they're everywhere. Like, and it's the person yeah. that's like, <clears throat> can you help me find an electric uh, can opener? And mm -hmm. I'm like, and they go into a story. Like, you know what I read? Like the, uh, I just recently got a cat and, you know, I've never had a cat before and the cat food comes in cans and you're just like, I need to run to get you the can opener so you stop talking to me because i i can't i don't want my, to listen to this <clears throat> my favorite M npcs are the ones that actually engage in minimal interaction with you mm. verbally specifically there's one i'm thinking of where a gentleman he walked in he clearly just scanned the lobby of the store for the first person mm. in uniform and with a name tag on and he walked up to me and he handed me a piece of paper and on it was the like our equivalent of the serial code for the yeah. item. And then it had our store's street address. Was it written? <laughs> oh, God. See, this is this is now bug men where it is. They are now like hurting you mentally. Like they're not just like like saying bullshit. They're giving you a task. And they're like truly like making your <laughs> life more difficult. The typical NPCs is just like, God, I hate this. But this bug then, man, this bug so is I, actually. I, I took him to the item. It was two like long, thin floor rugs. And then. <laughs> like runners. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he wanted also the like rubber that you put underneath it so that it doesn't yeah, the, slide around. Yeah. yeah. However, they don't like make the rubber for that the, size. That of thing rug. you have to, yeah, you have to buy the whole roll and, and cut then it up. Cut it. When I tell you this was a conversation that was, I mean, leaps and bounds too, too high for this mm. gentleman. Yeah. Um, and then he finally decided what type of rubber mat he wanted. And then he picked up, he ended up getting two rubber mats, didn't need two rubber mats. Mm. He just, I don't know what was going on. And then he picked up the two rubber mats and he picked up one of the rugs and then he looked at me and then he looked at the rug and then he looked at me again. And I brought the rug up to the checkout counter for him. And I was like, what are we doing here? What's See, it happening? makes me, like, I, I now want to imagine <clears throat> he goes, he goes home to what? I would assume he goes home to either a wife 
partner, let's say uh, 2022 here, goes back to a partner. Either the partner is a is is the complete opposite, is like yelling and is abrasive and is like the 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 over energy to the relationship. And he comes home and he's beaten down by this like life. And he you've you have helped him just a tiny bit to like continue to push him along in life. Like yeah. that little like can you like basically going in and I have no energy to, to actually look for this item myself. So I'm going to have you because if I need to find it, like you'll find my dead blown, blown out brain body in the aisle right next to the rug, but you helping him, he, you, you gave him another day of life. He got home and yes, he probably was beaten down, but that guy at the target at the big store helped. Another NPC was um, someone who just, and this was like this was like in uh, somewhere in the middle where there was no interaction with me, but they, I watched them take a phone call in our seasonal department, and then proceed to, and it was like it was a phone call that she picked up as if she was speaking to a teacher in a student like a parent teacher conference. Yeah, and then proceeded to sit down on our patio furniture. And spend 30 minutes having this conference call. I love that. Just relaxing on our that. patio furniture. I I love that move. And it was to the point that I was sending my employees back there to look at her. Yeah. I was like, go like, look what's happening in she, seasonal. <laughs> she's actually at, on her back porch with her patio furniture. Did she? I would, I would have loved to have seen her buy that set. And then on her way out, be like, you know what? I gave it a little test run. It, it worked out <laughs> great. He goes, I'm. And she just goes to every other, uh, you know, she goes or, to Lowe's. She goes to Home Depot and sits on that patio furniture and, and takes a phone call to test it out. Or even better, if somebody like in uniform walked by and she was just like, can you get me a Diet Coke, please? Yeah. You know, the grass is getting a little too long. Shouldn't you mow that? And you're like. <laughs> <laughs> did you get did you check just the mail in fantasy land i thought i just heard the mail truck pull out front can you go check the mail for me oh just like, absolutely like, incredible like just like business as usual at the yeah. at the npc at the npc family house i have one at work uh a lot has happened to her um and it is quite hysterical um <clears throat> she's new she was doing something in my hallway and i don't know why like i don't know why she was in my hallway bell rings kids are leaving like she's like it's the end of the day and she the hallway gets crowded obviously and this kid she's like trying to work her way through and one of my kids like was trying to like open up their locker because our locks are lockers are shitty and he like fell back and his hand fell back clonked her right in the face like basically <laughs> punched her in the face bawling her a grown woman bawling her eyes out and like all like an, uh, another teacher was, i was in my room like an, i i don't know and another teacher had seen it and she she was like the the second teacher b was like what's going on and literally the woman was like he hit me and pointed to one of my students again i'm not out there still and she was like what like and 
he's crawling around so, and i finally come out and it's like my my kid being like i like tried to open my locker in my hand and they were like all right like get out of here and she like ran away and was still like bawling and like in like the children's bathroom like wiping her face with like water there's no cut there's no nothing it was like what the fuck she's an npc every she every time i have a period off she also has one off and she has duty to sit outside the bathroom and check kids into the bathroom because i told you the story about all like the kids like smearing poo poo on the walls so we have to have someone watch the bathrooms now i probably get up and out of my room and walk by here maybe four or five times a block just because i'm like doing things hey how you doing every time hey how you doing now i come back the other way i go to, i go, go take a piss hey how you doing i come back from the piss hey how you doing and I'm like, do you like true, true, like when we say NPCs, like the people that don't like, you know, bring anything to the table, like she is truly like Skyrim, like she's like, hello, traveler, like, and, and everything <laughs> single time you pass by the bard sitting outside a white run is like, hello, dragonborn, he goes, I've come here, that's her. Like, how, how you doing? And like, you know, obviously, the first one, I'm like, hi, how you doing? And she's also one if you say how you doing back you can continue you can be in full stride full sprint and she will go i'm doing good good how was your weekend and i'm like run now walking behind like <laughs> turning around being like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and i'm like i'm just trying to take a shit because it's been four te teaching blocks and i'm holding in a shit <laughs> like please stop <laughs> i've talking. also had two cups of coffee so yeah. the lubricant is there and the the foundation is there as well and we need to get it out or else we're gonna she have issues I saw <laughs> I'm sitting in I'm sitting in the in the teacher's lounge with Carenti and I don't know if uh, he had seen it, but I did. It was a group of women sitting at uh, there's like four small square tables in the teacher's lounge. And two of them are pushed together. Me and Nick are sitting at one end. And then these three other women uh, teachers are on their like lunch break and they're sitting at the other end. So now it's like. If this is like the square, there's woman here, woman here, woman here. And then me and Nick are on this, you know, the second one pushed together. Yeah. There is like four feet of separation between me and the woman on the same side. That woman, NPC, comes walking in, grabs a chair from a separate table and sat, kitty corners it up to one of like the little corners like right here. And she looks at the woman that is like next to me, four feet away and goes, <laughs> and like they literally are like i don't know i only know her as the bathroom lady i don't know what if she teaches a class i don't know if she's an aide i don't know anything um i'm suspecting she's not a licensed teacher like she's not in control of the entire class and i'm like i look and i look away and i'm like oh my god she's like literally like it's like she's in middle school, like trying to squeeze in to like this, the, the popular table. And so she's kitty corners it and she's literally eating with the corner of the table in her chest. <laughs> and then she's the only one talking. The other three are like, yeah, yeah. And she's just like the dragonborn, the quest. She goes, I have, you know, I, I said, hi, how you doing? Says 27 people uh, in the hallway during B block alone. And we're like, okay. And I like had to leave because she was the loudest one talking, loudest one chewing, and the one that wouldn't shut up. And I just shut my laptop and walked out. And Nick's sitting with like AirPods, and I don't even know if he saw it. Nick, if you saw it, let me know.
It was, it was I was letting you set that whole thing up just so that I could ask you if Nick had changed his pronouns, but then I, you then brought him up and then I couldn't, the joke didn't work anymore. Uh, Cause you kept be, you didn't, you were just like, she, she. And I was like, oh, cool. Like Nick, Nick finally Nick switched over. <laughs> yeah. Nick's actually non-binary. Since, That's how I imagine. Since working <laughs> in public schools, Nick has become non-binary. I know this isn't like as far from the truth, but sometimes I just imagine Nick that like he's the bathroom monitor and he's just like, hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> he's just looking for any sort of connection because none of the kids are giving it to him. <laughs> you must get seven iron before the end of Bebo. Oh, my God. I don't even know if I should. I uh, I can probably tell you off air because it's hysterical. I will I I can't say it on air, but something crazy happened at school and uh, involving like uh, social media. And Nick came to me at the end of day, the day on Friday, and he was just like, "Oh my god! Like, did you see? Did you see it?" And I was like, "What?" And he's just like, "The stuff. It's all over social. It's it's everywhere on social media." Um, and I'm like, "Yeah." I was like, you know, my friend came in and showed me, but I, I was like in the middle of teaching class. Like I told him to get out and he was like, it's, it's like, I, I like, I can't dude. And I'm like, really? And I'm like, th- that's like, I was like, so a lot of shit's happened like this, like this year. And I'm like, that's the thing you're, and I'm like, Nick, I'm surprised it took the kids this long to do what they did. And he's like, what? And I go, yeah. And I was like, every school year this happens. And he's just like, geez, oh my, whoa, crazy. And he's like, well, yeah. And he's like, don't look at it, dude. He's like, if you haven't read the whole thing, he's like, don't. And I'm like, all right. And I, and then like immediately went in my classroom and read all of it. I got, I, I have to tell you off, off air because it's just. This is such a tease. Yeah. Everyone, everyone who's listening to this, just text Jackson. He'll tell you about yeah. it. Oh yeah. I'll tell we you about it. We just can't have it permanently published somewhere. Yeah. We, <laughs> I can't, I can't have it with my name also attached. Um, but it was the talk of this the school is like, for the last oh, two blocks of the day. Me. Yeah. <clears throat> so this is also like something similar. Have you kept up with any comedy specials recently? No. No, I saw the one there? yesterday. Uh, did Dave Chappelle put out a new one? Or am I just seeing an old one? I think that's an old one. I think he put out a new one like six months, six to eight months ago. Because that was that whole like, remember all those like... <clears throat> Um, NPCs threatened to quit Spotify, just like yes, Neil Young yes, threatened yes, 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 to quit yes, yes. Spotify. He did like, though. <laughs> <laughs> you see, yeah. n- yes, Neil Who Young cares? is the main the main character, and all these people s- just like spilling uh, and vomiting over, like you know, oh, it, it's it's from all these sides, like the big corporation Spotify, Spotify, like I. Spotify is going to make its money, but the people that are getting upset about it, like, don't stop listening to Spotify. Then the people that are like, well, Spotify, you know, Spotify made the decision for me. I'm becoming an Apple music guy. Like who gives a shit? You bug, man. Um, bug, man. So um, there was a comedian. I don't know if you, you know who it is. Benedict uh, Pilo Pelosi, no, no Nancy no, no, Pelosi. No. His name's Drew Michael. No, sounds he sounds stupid. Current SNL writer. Ah, 
Drew he did a special for home box office. Red, blue, green. Yeah, that was called. And Red, when blue, I green. tell you, his closer is one of the most atrocious attempts at any sort of comedy that I've ever seen. Wow. It is Jackson. I am I am so you should fast forward to about 20 to like 15 to 20 minutes left in the special and just watch from there because he has a closer. When I tell you not a single laugh during the entire we are talking in a special seven minutes of in a special where there's not a single laugh. It's not funny at all. Me and my producer were like looking at each other being like, is this like someone really greenlit this to happen? I almost want to play it because I'm like, it's so he's reading off of his phone. And I mean, to like a packed out theater audience. Yeah. And he starts the joke with why did the chicken cross the road? What? It's atrocious. What what is even the whole point? Like, what is the punchline? What is the what is the 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 main idea there is of none. the joke? There I, is none. He is spending six to I would say it's probably about six minutes reading off of his phone about his own insecurities and why he like doesn't like feel comfortable doing things. He like brings his parents into it. What's the point? He he like brings up like relationships. It it sounds. Here's what I turned to my producer and said this immediately afterwards. It sounds like he was trying to apologize for something he did in a previous relationship that ended the relationship and he decided to do it on a fucking HBO special. Yeah. I just am cackling at the idea that he's just saying this and it's fucking dead silent and he left it in his special. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he left it in his special. It is dead silent. And at the end, everyone is like, is it over? And then they applaud. There's no laughing. There's no n- nothing. There's I'm and looking then, now at a vulture. I'm looking at a vulture uh, article and it says like he gets in his own way at the end of his special. And so, yeah. Potential precepts comedy shown because something serious and sincere. Michael questions his relationship to comedy, expressing regret about jokes he made in the past. Don't do that. Um, And asks what the role of comedy should be for him personally and for the art form more broadly. Without giving it away, it's a it's a reveal operating in the same general playground as as Gadsby or even closer to Bo Burnham's inside. Definitely not. Nothing is like Bo Burnham's inside. Okay, I have it. I have it pulled up. I almost want to just do this on the thing. And then we'll- okay, it, it, here the next part is a big moment, <laughs> a sequence where Michael picks up his phone and reads a joke aloud from it. Or it's not really a joke. It wears joke clothing. It's a declaration of how comedy may be a crutch. Is this it? Yeah. Comedy may be a crutch and how the real art is self-reflection, emotional honesty, and doing the therapeutic work. In lieu of laughter, music swells. It's a comedy show. 
not a music show. Um, mm-hmm. The camera closes in, uh, comes in close, shooting Michael from below, uh, reverently, lovingly. The scene also cuts to audience reaction shots, capturing their face as they look up at him. Their faces odd, almost beautified. Is this guy Christ? Is you know they're reverently no. in. The stark and colorless gravity of the show's production design turns into an exclamation mark. See how important this is? Look how meaningful. It is all those things. It's sad and important and meaningful. But the trouble of red, blue, green that fails to translate this moment of resonant personal breakthrough from for Michael into something that creates a meaning for the audience. Those are exactly what I was going to say. What If you were deciding to get up in front of uh, an audience, whether that is virtually or in the stage, like you need to affect the audience. You are just like, might as well just look in the mirror and read off your phone, this stupid joke. Like that's probably more productive. The people in the audience aren't getting anything about you being like, I made a bad joke one time and I screwed up a relationship. There's like no connection to the audience. Everyone's probably after it, everyone was just like, probably just unaffected being like, that was weird that he just read off his phone about his own inadequacies. Okay. So <clears throat> I'm trying to find the, like a good point to, to start. Cause I, I, we got it. Oh, I fuck a DMCA. <clears throat> we don't have enough of an audience to get in trouble for shitting all over this guy's fucking miserable life. So we're just going to do it. Uh, I already don't like the look. Yep, it's it's lame. It's really lame. This guy is a fucking dweeb. <laughs> Sometimes guys get mad. They're like, fuck you. I don't need shit, you pandering pussy. It's like, hey, you do. <laughs> what was that? Guys that do like this, like gay, like women need that, therapy too. That little feminine thing, like, why does that come into your? But usually, when a woman goes to therapy, it's because a man in her life didn't. <laughs> I started going four times a week. Seems excessive. It's called psychoanalysis, and it's uh, the it's reason you go so therapy. often is so that you can't, you don't have time to close up. <laughs> Like if you go once a week, you have a whole week to just close back up. They just electrocute my nuts because I'm not funny enough. Parts of yourself that are much harder to access. It's run by Steve O. It's the weirdest thing. It's very emotional. It's very exhausting. (laughs) It's very trying. I cry a lot. I sat. I saw the other day. I sobbed for like 20 minutes straight. Cool. That's how fucked up I am. As soon as I collected myself, my my first thought was that shouldn't count toward my time. Mm. Audience chuckling. But that's, that's me trying to get out of that frequent. moment. Like that moment was hard <laughs> to, to swallow. And so. Yeah, again, like I, the, I get a lot the whole, of comedy. The whole joke. Out, now we're out of it. But I don't, think, I don't <laughs> think that's how progress gets made. I think and if you want to make progress, you can't take that left turn at a punchline. You have to go. You have to sit there and process it there. You have to go down. You have to take that Miss Frizzle magic school bus all the way. We're going uh, to our emotional I know, core. school bus. Haha. <laughs> Look out your left window. Chocolate. Is that mom going there is on a no date instead of hanging laughing. out with you? Yes, it is. Chocolate. So hold on. Pause Process it. it. Feel it. So uh, there is nothing wrong with him uh, having these like this existential moment. Again, should not be in front 
of an audience. Like this is like you, like a, 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 other comedians say this, that the comedy is your stories, is your, sometimes your life experiences, but it's not about you. It is no, about the none audience. Of this is about you. This is, this is helpful and this is therapeutic and healthy for only one person in this whole yeah. situation. And it's him. Mm -hmm. And so everyone else is probably like, oh, you cried for 20 minutes at therapy. And they're like, mm -hmm. they're like, you fucking loser. No, they're just like, we, why? Like, that's not, we pay, we, we didn't pay you to tell us you cried for 20 the minutes best. unless there is a funny story about it. And it's not, you're not funny right now. The best way to explain this is um, he's holding the audience hostage. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I don't know. You have to stay there and leave it there. You can't buy yourself out of the moment. Otherwise, the progress won't get made. It's very hard to do. He's like, uh, like justifying it for himself. And I'm up here. And in I, the like, form of justifying it for the I audience. I want to bring like, you okay. in. Like, that's where this is going. Like, I want, that's the next step is I want to bring you all to that place. But it's hard because, like, I don't know if there's a show down there. There's not a show here, sir. Yeah. But I want to bring you in, but I feel conflicted. I feel like I can't do I have to, like, also, you don't, you never thought it's you don't have to. I go in, you I mind my own life no, no. for sadness, no, 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 a balloon not, animal for you um, so you don't feel ripped this off. This is why Saturday Night Live is no longer funny. Yeah. I watched it last night and I drunkenly fell asleep because even with Willem Dafoe, I just I tried Manning. I only watched with Weekend Update to do that. I, I Everything wrote, else sucks. I will watch the one I wrote that's coming up with John Mulaney and LCD Sound System, and that's yes. it. That Truly, I, the that. bigger pull is LCD Sound System and not one hundred percent at this point. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what they'll probably do one of like the musical like numbers where they like they sing the Broadway tunes and like uh you know yes. about the lobster and everything. Oh, here we go. Here's the here phone. We go. Dramatic pause. Why did oh, the chicken so cross the road? Ugh. Audience participation. Because. Always a good thing in comedy. He grew up with an untreated hearing loss, which deprived him of a major sensory connection to the people around him, and it isolated him to the point of chronic torture, and his parents were too caught up in their own drama and insecurities uh, to attend to it, so he processed it as though there was something inherently wrong with him, yeah. and his feelings are a threat to his loss. relationship, so he just suffered in silence, feeling like he was 100 feet underwater, wondering why Again, nobody was coming to save loss. him. That's what happened. And then he finally started wearing hearing aids, which created this insane sensation of being able to participate in a world that he didn't understand, but because his self-worth was predicated on how special he so felt, it, he realized that the trodden he, his path goal is to have didn't all the appeal to him. Like, oh, so he would get like high and watch stand-up comedy as a way to so numb the agony of how lost he felt. And in doing so, he found a lot of connection claps. with their points of view. And he thought, wow, if I could do that, people could connect to me like that. So he decided to drop out of school and pursue stand-up comedy. And doing comedy made him feel better for a moment. But it never forced him to address any of the reasons he actually felt like shit. He so badly wanted to feel special and powerful to make up for how worthless he felt, so he would say all sorts of fucked up things on stage and off as a way to separate himself. And a lot of it he stands by, but there are a lot of things he said that were flagrant and unnecessary and hurtful and racist and sexist and homophobic, 
all of which he justified under the guise of pushing the envelope, which he thought was an act of justified rebellion against some arbitrary authority. But too late, he learned that a lot of those boundaries are derived from real people's ex feelings and experiences, and he was essentially exploiting their actual pain and using it as a traffic cone to satisfy the story he was telling himself where he was a genius. And just because people laugh at something doesn't inherently make a it little, good. I'm a they genius can be just drop. as emotionally immature or ignorant as the perspective in the joke, or they could be responding to joke structure and timing more than content. And then one day... Explaining jokes. All the world's stages boarded up, so he sat alone in a room for a year, and he did nothing but talk to Ooh. the walls and a therapist, and with no motion oh. to escape into, he slowly started breaking down the paradigm he'd constructed and moved into the feelings he was running from. And he discovered how badly have. he had I'm been hurting his entire life and what it actually is to hurt so badly. And he realized we wish there was not a single it. period of his life in which he was truly happy. And through that, he started to realize how much pain he had caused other people. He instantly regretted all the ways in which he's pants, needlessly made please. people feel like shit mm -hmm. in order to protect his own conception of himself as strong. I'm kind but of he wanted to this. disappear from the world entirely because he felt like... I mean, you get the point. I yeah. will just skip yeah. to the very end where you can see... Um... Uh, I'll just play the ending. Because you have to see the pan out and the, the very ending. ...side of himself because he wants so badly to get to the other side. This goes on, it goes on for like a solid, like I skipped over like, I would say three or four minutes. Of it. Thank you very much. Thank you. And now I'm going to stand up here awkwardly because I want to bathe in your empathy flaps. Look at, I mean, we're talking about a full feeder. And then he forced people to sit up there with him on the stage. So, uh, I want to go on the record and saying him saying those things. Uh, is completely healthy. Um, you know, obviously he does have some trauma in his life and we aren't uh, going boo-hoo to the trauma that he needs to like, that he goes to therapy for and it, it is real. And, you know, those things that he dealt with, we aren't going to belittle those in any way. But again, context. You don't, don't need to say all of those things in a comedy show. That people paid for again everyone it's like you said you you held traumas. your audience hostage yeah you held your audience hostage and you then went on a monologue about how bad you are and how broken you are completely fine do that in a therapy session or make make that a an empty a, room a, a self-help tour not a comedy tour because that Again, isn't like, like said, what it's made for. Everyone has traumas and everyone copes with them differently. But the astounding audacity to bring an audience into it. Yeah. And to make them like he it, is beyond me. I hope he somewhat realizes it because it would be very irresponsible if he doesn't realize that like he wrote that entire thing as a self-help as a coping mechanism for him to try to get over it 
Um, but he did it and he trapped people there to hear it and to then reward him with an applause to be like, you know, you're so strong and you know, all this and everything like that, uh, that is not a healthy, uh, like coping mechanism where the only way uh, he, he, I, again, I don't know. It'd be irresponsible if he doesn't, if, if he doesn't think this way or he does, and he's just doing it on purpose, but the solution for all your trauma and to overcome that shouldn't be, um, you know, audience applause and you being like, that can't be the carrot at, at the, uh, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. The Those, stick the, that you, people that say that all trauma. the comedians say it all the time. Like the applause, like the uproar after you smash a set is so, you know, adrenaline rushing, but so fleeting. Arguably so, you should, you should, the applause should come after laughter. You should not yeah. just get applause. Yeah, exactly. Also, um, theoretically, I feel like you, you, there was, first of all, a lot of virtue signaling kind of stuff in there that I was also mm. just like, where he was like, I was trying to push the envelope and that was not okay. And it's like, yeah, it's okay to, to, yeah, you're you know, in comedy. And like the things where it's like, the line like sometimes, I, I, even that, that this article that I have, the vulture read is just like, he's like going back on it and like, it's like, hey man, like a lot of comedians are, are, are under fire for the things they say. And a, the worst part of the internet is the people that dig up old jokes and throw it back in your face and be like, that was racist. And a lot of people are like, um, I said it 12 years ago. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, some of the best comedians right now, a Segura, a Bert, uh, 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 Santino, they have all of that sh- bullshit from, you know, 2004 to like 2010. And none of them have been like, I want to apologize for me saying that 12 years ago. Like it was 12, like I, I don't do that comedy anymore. And I won't say those things now, but I will not apologize for the things I said in a completely different world 15 years ago. And so for him to be like, oh, every racist thing I've ever said, I, I wish I never said, and I want to take it all back and all this. It's like, okay, well, that you don't need to. Like, To apologize for jokes in a comedy special is a, yeah. quite a wild move. Yeah, that too. Like D- Dave Chappelle is the best one. He goes, I said this other thing, so I'm going to now double down. And Yeah, say, or like when Tom say this- was like, was like all of Louisiana got mad at me for calling Cajuns retarded. So yeah. you know what? I found a place worse, Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, Arkansas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doubling down is is a much better way to to you know entice more fans to buy your shit and to make people laugh. Like again, like so many comedians are just like I the I write jokes for pe- people. Not everyone is going to appreciate the jokes. No, I just don't and, perform and to also, those people. Most people are watching comedy as an escape from their their daily like grapple with their traumas and their job and their stress yeah. and whatever it is. So for you to go up there and be like ah, ah, yeah, to you to you ah, now to then layer your trauma on top for me, of theirs. Please. You to layer your trauma on top of theirs is like people are pay for that. Would you have had the balls to boo him? Uh, no, definitely not. 
if you and I were there together, would we have had the balls to boo him? I would probably be like, no, you do it. You no, 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 you do it. You, boo. No, no, you, you, you I'll do it, it if you do it. I'll do it if you do it. Is it boo? Boo. 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 If, Someone back there did that. Ben Nelk was there, however. Oh my god. <laughs> see you see, later. <laughs> see, knowing Ben Nelk is like constantly having the drunkest heckler. And you're a stand-up comedian. Just we're not even we're not even stand-up comedians. Just being in a room with Ben is like yeah. you are under fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that. Like he like he will he will boo and hiss and ruin your mental psyche. Even even watching the Patriots together. Yeah. Today Ben sent me a Snapchat that was uh it was uh <laughs> of uh Sarah I think right yeah. Yeah, Ben mm-hmm. doesn't tell me anything anymore. So yeah, it is. um I, I when like, I yeah. met her, I found out her name. <laughs> she she owns uh, a farm in Wisconsin and she has 43 llamas. And I was like Benjamin Benjamin said this. Yes, about Sarah. <laughs> I was like, what what happens in your brain? <laughs> yeah. He he uh, sent me a snap. It was Rick cleaning off his car on the street, <laughs> and he, he was he was uh, he, you know uh, sliding in and out of an Australian, British, and American accent while you know trying to do like his best like you know National yeah. Geographic like, and we 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 find you know this cockatoo in the wild, but he's doing it to Rick. <laughs> I don't know uh, the guy. Like I said, I. I we're not gatekeeping for him for his like trauma. It hits his trauma and he can, you know, he's allowed to talk and expose all of like the things and say all these things. But again, the perfect place to not do it is a comedy show. Yeah. We are gatekeeping for comedy, which he, that he, wasn't. I would have no problem whatsoever. If he is on the street outside of the venue, gathering people and telling his trauma, but in the time allotted where people paid to hear to yes, the escape that comedy brings most people um, to layer his own trauma on top of the ones that they may or may not have is uh, probably not what they paid for. It and again, the, with a capital L. Yeah. The attention uh, like a applause at the end where he like probably like breathed all that in was just like, yes, applaud. Me. He had like a small, but not quite visible, like shuddering orgasm. Yeah, I think it's he when he grabs his down head. his pant leg. <laughs> he cra- yeah, he bricked Patino's little mayo packet <laughs> down his leg. Um, I don't know, man. I don't have much else. I, I no. need to go eat food. Yeah, I uh, I want a piece of lemon cake and I want to go to bed. Yeah. Um, did you get my, um, I also have to tell you about the school thing when we get off, um, that does that date for batch party work? I I cannot confirm or nor deny. I am on day five of six of working and I have no thoughts other than when I'm next off. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I was also thinking just like a shuffle through like 21 to 24, like, you know, people could come one day be yeah. gone the next or whenever they want yeah. and everything because yeah the also what i'm trying to balance is the fact that if i if and when i come home i like have to see my family and make yeah, it exactly yeah so 
I mean, I see, I see your dad enough at the gym. I can just start giving him messages. He, he, was, I'll he tell listens you to the podcast. I'll t- uh, hi, Rick. Uh, I'll tell you offline. Okay. All right. Well, hey, this has been the Trolling Soul Podcast. I love you. Oh, oh, what am I doing? <laughs> Holy shit. Where am I? Pretty Jackson long. Stroke. Right <laughs> Jackson's on the patio furniture in a fucking big I'm box sitting store. On the patio right furniture. Sitting on the patio furniture as a fucking NPC bug man. All right. It's been the Trolling Stone Podcast. <laughs> Follow us on the shit. Uh, I still haven't got my t shirt yet, Dunk. I don't know. It'll be there. It's just USPS is a, is a is a bitch. Keep it sleazy and I'm out. Hey, baloney. I'm fine. Only facts, I will shoot up. Baby duck if it quacks with a ruger. Top billing, come cops and billing it. Shots is box shipped out and bought and y'all feeling it. LP killing it. Killer Mike killing shit. What more can I say? We top billing it.